Welcome to uh, the, well, Sonic Talk, the pre-Christmas jolly Sonic Talk. Uh, my name's Nick Bat. I'm editor of sonicstate.com. This is episode number 249, recording live today, Wednesday, the, well, the 21st of December. So, um, quite close to Christmas. Uh, we're very, very fortunate today to have uh, a live guest in the studio. I think this is the very first time this has ever happened. So, <laughs> and if, probably the last. If Tony, uh, Tony over here is coming to switch. Hello, Tony. Tony's the Mac Doctor. And there is Dave Robinson. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Woo-hoo! Robinson in the flesh. Look at my bubble. <laughs> Look at your bubble, who's very kindly uh, decided to um, enter this pub to the spirit and wear a hat. Well, I didn't, well, have, I any, I didn't have any choice, did no, I? Really? No, you didn't actually have any choice. <laughs> so, uh, you've, I guess you've finished work then, have you, Dave? Uh, yeah, we finished yesterday. We had a, we had a big Christmas party uh, in London. And uh, our, new, uh, our new publisher, very kindly, um, we, we had a big you know, six-hour drinking fest. And we had a, a pop quiz and a, a pop quiz thing, uh, which our team came last, unfortunately. Dave, but there are only five teams. And the, 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 you know, the first prize was an Xbox for every member of the team. So some people, some people left the party with big smiles, and others with a, a, a great big cup of disappointment, and that was me. Apart from a free bar bill. Well, yeah, and uh, yes, a slightly disoriented uh, sense of um, of balance. Have we got a lower third there for Dave Robinson? We just uh, pack that up. There. No, that's not him. I think he's. Um, it should say uh, it's probably about eight or nine. I think seven or there we go. ProSign News Europe, you are editor of ProSign News Europe. I, I so am indeed. I just, that, there you are, your lower third is up there. So if we can just come back to me, uh, we can also now say hello to all our... We've got a big, big number of people here, which is great, because it's always nice to have that pre-Christmas. Uh, I'm very red today, including red in the face. Uh, red hat, red <laughs> face, red T-shirt. I'm, I'm blaming the colour balance myself. Not the uh, about-to-be-opened bottle of champagne, which I'm going to do. Uh, in fact, I should probably do that um, now um, yep. before we get on to anybody else. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, let's get, let's so get Dave, started. So, uh, Dave, you said you were going to open this and have it ready for me. Oh, have oh. you just, you've just you've let me down. I can't believe <laughs> it. <laughs> right, that's it. I haven't even got any, fa- <laughs> I haven't got any nails. Ah, here we go. Uh, so, uh, folks, this is, uh, this is not usual. I am driving, so I'm only going to have a small one. But uh, Good. Here we more are. More for the rest of us. Yeah, more for you. <laughs> After your six-hour Christmas party, <coughs> well, you've got any stamina left. Right. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. Obviously, I don't want champagne to go pouring all over the uh, entire studio. This has been in the fridge since, um, since the big get-together, actually. This was one of the ones left over from Rich Hilton's um, visit. Oh. Here we go. Ready? I'm yep. going to try and do Turn the bottle, not the cork. And can you put that maybe not so near the iPad? (laughs) (laughs) There we go. A glass of champagne for Dave. There we go. Half a pint. (laughs) Thank you very much. Tony, thank you. Cheers. Merry Christmas. uh, Dave's got his there, isn't it? Yeah, there he is. (laughs) And Dave has got some too. So I'm going to have a little glass myself. Just a little one. Right, the rest is on the floor. Help yourselves. Oh. We've got to do a bit of cheers here. Right, cheers. Cheers, cheers everybody. Cheers, Can we do Tony. virtual cheers? Virtual cheers. 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 Oh, no. Oh, no. It's all right. We're okay. This is chaos. There's chaos in here. Right. Cheers. Okay, so uh, we'll come back to me, and we'll get now. We'll join our, our Skype. Oh, there's Dave Spears there. If you switch to number one, Skype. 
Uh, right, um, so we'll say hello to Dave Spears first. Uh, Dave Spears, G4Software.com, um, because he was holding up a glass. How are you, Dave? It's a double Dave week. Hey. Uh, you've gone quiet, Dave. I think maybe... He must be. Oh, how about that? Oh, that's That'll be it. I'm afraid I seem to have muted. (laughs) (laughs) Which is probably going to be a good thing. (laughs) Okay, sorry for the disruption. That's all right. Dave Spears, G4 Software, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, Very much appreciated. And uh, there you got your lower third. Thank you, Tony. Um, This is Tony. Tony's second time, so uh, we haven't had a chance to get him up to up to uh, practice uh today he's just going straight in live as you might and, and also we've given him some champagne which may in, indeed cause all sorts of problems right um so anyway dave, uh, dave thanks for joining us and we'll also say hi to rich hilton there who's just popped up on the left hand side how are you doing rich rich uh, Connecticut, well, uh um works in the studio with Nile rogers in his private facility um he's one of the disco uh dis- the, the disco troupe of chic the live act uh, as well as a very accomplished keyboard and pianist how are you rich very well, thank you. Very well. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Have you finished yet? Have you got a couple <laughs> more days left of Hanukkah? Of work. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we've got some work to do, but um, but uh, I've been working quite a bit lately, so it's all good. Ah, well, that's it's always nice to get some work these days, isn't it? Just to be thankful of it, right? And who else? We got Gaz there, who is looking a little bit el- like an elf. This would be the second time in two days that Gaz is elf because we did also put. Can you switch just to me, Tony? Set because we did also put um, only uh, just a moment ago. We put uh, the Sonic Touch episode five, which you managed to squeeze in at the, lo- at the, the very short notice onto the. Uh, Onto Sonic State. It's up there live. So, Gaz Williams, songsurgeon.co.uk. How are you? If you speak, you will, we'll find out where you are going to arrive. Here I am. Hello, everybody. Right, he's um, on the right-hand side. Yes. There you are, Gaz. Ah, nice uh, elf hat. And oh, that's a quality hat. Much better than yeah. these. These were £1.50. I suspect <laughs> yours was more expensive. It's like two quid's worth there, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> There's no bells on it, so you're probably right. Um, it, 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 has got, it has got a MIDI port on it, though. Really? Blimey. <laughs> USB port. <laughs> right, yes. so how are you, Gaz? Um, You're not at home, yeah. I can tell. No, no, I'm I'm visiting friends. So for a, hey, we're having actually a thing called Fake Christmas at the moment, which is uh, a, just like a day of Christmas, like a Christmas day, really. We've just had Christmas dinner. I'm actually wow. quite sleepy now. Well Ordinarily, done. it'd be uh, it'd be crashing out time now. But um, so yeah, yeah so, the, so this is the equivalent of the Queen's speech. Yeah, <laughs> you have to guess which one the Queen is. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, Gaz, uh, thank you very much for joining. <laughs> thank you very much for joining us. And we also have Mark Tinley there, who's resplendent in. Well, I'll wait for him to talk, and you'll be able to see what he's resplendent in. Mark Tinley, likebeing.com. Say your piece now, and let's see what you look like. Hello, um, uh, I am. Wow, Cynthia. check him out. He's he's Synthderella because we were going to have a go at this sort of pantomime idea, which is pumpkin. he's got a pumpkin. Well, and got... I've got the uh, shoe. I want to see which one of you lovely gentlemen this... It's not quite shoe would glass, fit. <laughs> I, th- I don't know. I've got quite small feet. It might well... Um, <laughs> might well um... I don't know if you can read the shirt, but this says, Ooh, Duran Duran. <laughs> <laughs> so you've styled your hair on Nick Rhodes by the looks of it as well. Yeah, is that one of his wigs? <laughs> yeah. uh, Nick's had his hair this colour before. Excellent. Well, Mark Tinley, likebeing.com... Um, there he is, and he's also you've also seemed to have like a Cerberus type um, 
purple, very colour coordinated neck. Um, what do you call it? A collar, I suppose. That's, that's pretty... Yeah, I found that upstairs. I don't know if it's my daughter's or my partner's, but it's very punk, isn't it? I like it. It's got it goes... six-inch nails sticking out of it. So you don't, what you don't want to do is slump forward very fast. You want to stab <laughs> well, yourself. Yeah. There is another problem that I can foresee, and that is that I couldn't find any makeup in the house, so I uh, I, I uh, decorated my face with dry marker pen. And now, if that turns out to be poisonous, <laughs> I might look... <laughs> You know, like I was thinking there was a possibility it could actually be. I thought you were going to say permanent marker then for a minute, and I was thinking that would have like, been scary for the that, postman in the morning. Wouldn't that would have been, yeah, very scary. <laughs> so anyway, well, welcome, uh, Mark, and uh, finally we also have PJ Tracy, who hasn't been with us for a while. It's great to see you, PJ. Even if though you are your your usual static icon, one of these days we'll get you on video. PJ Tracy, music. Yeah, you, you wouldn't want to see me at the moment, but. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, thank you. It's great to be here. We've been uh, uh, purchasing microphones this week and just took a took delivery of a pair of Mojave Audio M102 microphones, which sound beautiful ah. for anybody in the market for small condenser tube microphones. I highly recommend them. Nice. We uh, we're hopefully going to be getting hold of some SE Electronics uh, Voodoo ribbons. Uh, for, oh, very cool! So, uh, yeah, because we we need some. Because I've used the SE, uh, oh, I can't remember what it's the R one, uh, a, a pair. Mike and um, the Rupert speaker. Neve, Mike. No, uh, is it is the Voodoo the Rupert Neve one? No, the R. I thought it was the R one. No, the R one is. No, the R one was the first one that they made ages ago. Oh, okay. The, that's discontinued. Yeah. But well, I, a couple of times now, when I've been reviewing uh, stuff with Ant, and I've just stuck it in front of a speaker cab. Right into straight into the Zoom H4n, it just sounds great. It just needs a bit of bass roll off, and it's just like, oh, that's how it should sound. It's mm. really, really nice. Sound. Oh. I'm really looking forward to getting hold of those. So anyway, um, that's great. How much are the Mojaves? Yeah, next next week I'm gonna get the uh, the Royer R122 and try that on a guitar cabinet. See how that how that sounds because yeah. I, I do like the sound of those ribbon microphones on guitar cabinets but I can't, af- I can't afford that Rupert Nave mic from SE Electronics that's just a little bit out of my budget they're about 900 quid each I think the, uh, the Rupert Nave ones yeah. but, uh, but how, how much did you pay for the Mojave ones uh, PJ? Uh, 1600 for the pair I think US yeah. okay well that's not bad yeah. That's not bad. Nope. A matched pair. They're always saying matched pair. What, what is it? What do they do? They just make sure that they're well, the same, same color. Same color? <laughs> David Royer actually no. claims that you can buy these microphones as non-matched pairs because his tolerances are so are so high. Ah, Rich. So, Rich, you, you, you shouted no, and I'm guessing that you might actually have a reason to. Uh, what What is it? What they do when they match a pair? They They measure them and they match them according to their similarity of. Response. Yeah, oh, okay, so the te- the same, same frequency response. Okay, mm. uh, well, thank you very much. That's cleared it up very nicely for me. Right then, let's have a look. Ah, the first one. So if we could have Web 1, please. Uh... God, some people, eh? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the phone went, and it wasn't my phone, and it wasn't any of us. We were... So this, this is the uh, Nectar Panorama uh, controller. It's basically a new Reason controller, very dedicated for Reason by somebody called Nectar, as in K-T-A-R, I think a UK company. And um, they have, we've got uh, nine faders, like the sort of uh, standard nine channels, so eight and plus a master, which is really handy. There's a channel strip, but there's also, quite interestingly, a motorized fader. If I get this 
screen up. It might actually load, even though we are downloading an enormous amount of data at the same time. Let's have a look. There we go. It's got a motorized fader, kind of like the um, like the PreSonus type stuff, so you can actually automate things as well. I know there have been other keyboards that do have that, but it kind of looked cool. I, in fact, I got a call from the Nectar people saying, why haven't you mentioned this? And I, I rather embarrassingly said, because... Uh, the reason, the propeller uh, forum hasn't got an RSS feed, so <laughs> I didn't see it pop up. Uh. But they're going to be showing it at NAM. Now, um, what do you think? I mean, did, 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 this has actually sp- specifically it has uh, reason and record integration, so it's designed to work very tightly with it. Um, I, I know uh, I don't know how many of us re- use Reason Record. I know Rich, you had a look at it, didn't you? Because we when the, when it first came out, when it was announced, it sort of looked like an interesting mix environment. It just I guess th- this has got to be the first time this has happened for a dedicated Reason controller, hasn't it? I don't remember another one in the past. I don't know of another one either, but I don't know that there isn't another one. But it looks like a very nice. <laughs> it sort of reminds me of my Axiom Pro sixty one. Quite honestly, it's got almost the same exact complement of stuff give or take a few drum pads or whatever, but it's basically the same kind of thing. And the, and as much as it looked good to me, it didn't look great to me, and those screen shots of their display are nothing to be bragging about, and especially when they put them up next to the screenshots of what Reason's doing at the same time, because the Reason graphic looks so much nicer. So to me, I'd want to try to duplicate that Reason graphic on the hardware piece if that was really where I was coming from and matching it up, because that stuff that they're showing you is not right. all that glorious looking. I mean, I'm getting, Dave, do you use Reason? I've had a fiddle with it, but um, no, no, I haven't used it very much, no. Okay, well, that's the end of that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's interesting looking at this. How many octaves have we got there? Uh, so, it's a four-octave four keyboard. Four keyboard. It's got a semi-weighted or you know, heavy synth action, as far as I know. Um, and uh, like I say, we're going we're gonna to hopefully go and see it on the preview day at NAMM. So we'll mm. get the skinny on it then. Because they've been very ca- cagey about uh, what they're doing uh, in terms of releasing it. And they're not kind of, you know, they're, they're, they're doing the trickle feed and they're trying to do it. So yeah. build some interest and see what... It's, I think it's always interesting when a product comes out after a product like this. Where the controller, I mean, if you're not using Reason, you know, if you go off Reason or Record, that's goodbye to your keyboard, isn't it? You you can't use it for anything else. I'm just well, saying, I don't. You can't map it to uh, to Ableton or. No, I think I think it will have that capability. It's just they're focusing on the Reason yeah. side of it to begin with. I mean, there's no reason why there couldn't be some sort of firmware or whatever update for this. I'm guessing. Um, Dave Spears, uh, if I can uh, come to you through the cloud of uh, of, of, of champagne that's uh, that you already started at your place. Oh, you've got your hat on. I'm so pleased to see of that. Of course. Uh, all that. Do you, I mean, you, do you, I guess I guess reasons probably not on your radar really because you don't have to worry about support for it because it doesn't run any external VSTs or AUs or anything, does it? No, but I did get it the other day because I just kind of fancied it, and I think and, um, Dave Robinson is this Niels Larsen's company. I think he might no, have something he, to do. No, with. he was he was there at uh, Propellhead for um, for a while. But... No, this this one. Oh, this next the... Yes, oh, I, yeah, think, I, I think I think this is Niels, isn't it? Ah, oh, I, I think now, that would yeah. make sense because I know they were bringing out um, they were bringing out a controller keyboard around about, so that would make a lot of sense. I, I must. Mm. Mm. Yeah, there we go. I don't. Well, of course, they're not a British company; they're a Chinese company. Ah, well, okay. So based in um, you know, he's based in California. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Um, Gaz. 
It's it making a lot of sense, though. I mean, it's all, if, it, 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 yeah, it's all clicking into place now. So. Right, OK. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, Dave, did you, so what did you make of Reason? I mean, is it an environment that you think you would kind of spend more time in? I'm guessing that you're sort of freed from worrying about any other, you know, you, you, you can focus purely on what's there. There's no kind of external influence, I suppose, is there? Yeah, I did use it, you know, years ago as a car. I mean, because Rebirth for us was just amazing. I mean, that was like one of the first computer music products that I just thought was stunning. Uh, and then I obviously got into Reason a little bit later uh, and then didn't. And then it just kind of got put aside. And then I managed to get hold of a copy for, uh, literally like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So I've only just installed it and I was only kind of mucking around with it. You forget how cool it is to press that tab thing and see everything go around and the little the, leads. The, 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 leads sw- the, li- the swinging leads still... Bring a smile yeah. to your face, isn't it? I'll, I'll I know, all these years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to putting it on the laptop and, you know, just kind of using it when I'm out and about. Yeah. Be interesting to see. Um, Gaz, are you, you're not a Reason user. I mean, I guess most of us are probably not using Reason in a professional capacity purely because it's a closed, a closed environment, really, isn't it? I mean, it's not something that's yeah. necessarily, you, we can't, you know, we can't use any of other other tools within it. Um, but it looks like a pretty cool controller. I don't know how much it's going to be yet. Well, yeah, the closed nature of it is what makes it good, though. I I, I always maintain, really. I, I taught it actually in a. I, I was a lecturer in a music college for uh, a number of years, and uh, it was one of the things that I taught. So I had to, I had to learn it for that purpose, but um, never actually used it for anything uh, other than teaching it. But um, right. Uh, but I always did admire that kind of closed thing, just purely that it just, you know, here's your working environment, here's your tools, here's uh, an an incredible array of things that you could do with it, um, and so 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 it makes complete sense to have a dedicated unit there to control it. And yeah. uh, I really like the idea with the automated fader as well. I think I think that's pretty cool. My, I, I thought I, originally, I do. I really like the idea of that because I've got a. Um an alpha track, and I wanted to get a Presonus fader port. I mean, the only thing that put me off that was because it needed a power supply to drive the motorized fader, whereas the alpha track doesn't. That's why I bought it in the end. But I think mm. for most people, a single moving fader is kind of enough on a tweakery kind of point of view, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have been nice to see an uh, audio interface built into it. I think that would have been great. That would be, you know, laptop, keyboard, reason, record. Such a great, you know, bundle of everything there and just... <laughs> very little amount of equipment uh um but yeah looks not i think it looks quite stylish i think it looks pretty cool um well you kind of come to expect stylish from anyone anything that's got anything to do mm. with a swedish company i don't know what it is <laughs> it must be a terrible burden what if you just wanted to be really messy and kind of un- not plan anything and just be really kind of like you know, yeah, that's fine, and 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 just sort of in- instinctive, and not really work plan. I mean, it'd be a terrible burden, mm. wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, they'd come and work for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got plenty of our We got plenty of for people like that here. Because <laughs> uh, did we uh, did we cover the, uh, the 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 dedicated hardware out um, rack thing that they brought out for a reason uh, that propeller heads brought out their own audio interface, didn't they recently? <laughs> No, um, I don't think we did. That was very remiss of us, but um, mm. I suppose we um, are now. Not that I know yeah. anything about it. Again, very stylish-looking thing. Um, I did, uh, dedicated for the Reason Record environment. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's. A, I say it's an interesting. It's 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 interesting in its closed nature uh, that 
uh, I think we've talked about this before in the fact that it's very stable, isn't it? And it runs lots and lots on fairly modest uh, yeah. computers and stuff. So, Mark, do you, uh, so, sorry, yeah. can I just going to get Mark in. Mark, do you use Reason at all? I mean, is that because I know you used uh, to use Rebirth and stuff. Is that right? I still do use Rebirth, right. actually. I still and I use it on my uh, Mac and on my PC and on my iPhone. Woohoo! Wow, yeah. So um, one could I, say you're tried, fully. I got given like uh, what's that? Pro, what did you call it again? Reason. Yeah. Yes, I got given various different copies of that along the way. Like full copy, I got given by them, I think, and then maybe I got given various different LE copies of it with Pro Tools when I bought various different versions of Pro Tools. And I sort of load it up and get into it a bit, and it looks all graphically very nice. And then um, uh, uh, there's something about the sound of it that I don't quite like, and I don't really know what it is. It just doesn't have. It doesn't. It seems to have like a slightly more. You know, like the way ADATs used to sound. There's that kind of glassy edge that you don't really know is there once you start to throw loads of things on it and mix things. But when you listen to a single track in isolation. You can sort of hear this. It's a strange, very high, glassy edge to things that makes makes it sound a little bit. I don't know. Like you, you know, put I a know. I, mean, that, I mean, you'd, you'd imagine reason, the only reason that the, the only reason you could think that would be the case would be in earlier versions. Maybe the resolution of the audio engine had to be kept down for CPU purposes, uh, or yeah. there's a, or it's something about sound in the way that you know there's like an EQ curve to it. But I can't imagine either of those things would be true now. I mean, that would be. I mean, particularly the way they've been pushing the, the the record environment. I can't imagine that's going to be the case anymore. But it might be worth looking well, at that I, now. Well, yeah, I must. Have, I haven't used it for uh, I don't know, maybe three or four years. One, my friend who's into Ableton, who teaches at uh, Tyne T's University, swears by reason and says that it's a really good program. And as far as the keyboard goes, I have to say that. I'm, I'm guessing that this guy must be around the same age as us and probably used to drive a Ford Fiesta XR2. <laughs> <laughs> but if that goes over all the Americans' heads, then how about a 1989 Mustang GT? Because it's kind of like that, isn't it? It's like white and black and red stripes everywhere. <laughs> you know, it's screaming GT at me. Really? They should, maybe they should call it the Nectar GT. That's a, that, there's, there's not enough kind of... Sounds like a guitar, mus- though, There's not it? enough muscle yeah. muscle car kind of terminology and music technology as well. I need I those, uh, some of those uh, leather gloves with the open back, you know, like... Uh, Comes with a pair of those, like yeah. Saint or everyone. <laughs> nice. The leather driving gloves that you buy for sort of grandfathers. For this synth, yeah. yeah. There is the, gro- the Groove Tubes Viper. The Groove Tubes Viper, is that? No, nice. Well yeah. spotted there, T- uh, PJ. I wonder if the chat room might come to our uh, rescue there because uh, there's of course lots of people here today the chat room might actually be able to come up with some more music technology uh, kind of muscle car terminology in products I'd like to hear that I mean it's just just a little <laughs> running thing that we could perhaps get going anyway that was uh, uh, Transamp uh, before yeah. I finish or before, before I uh, come across as somebody that didn't like it I actually quite like the look of the thing and I actually quite like the look of the layout of the knobs and the graphics and everything so so I wasn't. That wasn't a diss. It's just something I noticed about it. Right. Yeah, those pedals going backwards. <laughs> in Nick, may I, may I chime in? Yes, of course, PJ. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to ask if anybody remembered. I, I looked for this before the show, but I couldn't find reference to it. So it may be something that's uh, stuck in my imagination rather than an actual occurrence. But I thought somewhere towards 
the middle of the last decade, Novation put out a dedicated reason controller for a brief time, and it didn't it didn't sell well. Or maybe it was a prototype of a product that they showed it's, that it's I remember seeing. Possible. I don't recall. Actually, um, it might be possible. And it was a dedicated it was a dedicated keyboard with lots of one to one correlation buttons on it that were all color coded differently. I remember it was very kind of very bright. Um, lots of knobs, lots of buttons that supposedly had <clears throat> one-to-one correlations with specific um, functions oh, inside okay. of Reason, and it's so, it sold for a fairly steep price, I think, like right. towards a thousand American dollars for a controller. Wow, uh, that's probably why it didn't didn't take off, and Reason didn't have the penetration back then too, as well, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, maybe. Maybe, maybe that's it. Yeah. Uh, the chat room are unable to help us with this particular one, although I'm not entirely sure how long the delay is because they're starting to paste links into Ford Fiestas. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, ah, so there's obviously okay. a bit of car, car appreciation going on. Uh, Porsche designed by Bossendorfer. Yeah, BCF 2000. Anyway, uh, um, so I think there might you know be what? a little bit of lag there. Uh, yeah, I'm not getting it here. It's strange it's- that we all kind of seem to approach reason the same way because I'm I'm kind of like this too. I'm still stuck back in version four. I haven't bothered to upgrade because I, I do use it on a professional level occasionally. And it's it's sort of like I'll think to myself, you know, I could build this break beat inside of reason. I think I'll do that. And it, it'll be something that will occur to me maybe a few times a year right. to, to do. Yeah, and I'll and I'll go and open it up. I'll make something inside of reason. I'll say, why am I not doing this on a more on a, more often or you know on a daily basis? And then I don't. You know, I, I think I'll, the problem uh, is with that because you, you have to use it with rewire or you have to bounce. There's a step of removal from your maybe your everyday workflow that makes you know makes it an issue, isn't it? Yeah, I think that is part of it. Yeah. I, I definitely think that is. As, yeah. as far as that um, fader goes as well, am I not right in saying that JL Cooper had a thing called Fader Master with exactly the same faders on, but eight of them? Well, lots of people have done eight. Lots of people have done um, eight. You know, eight eight faders. I mean, there's the Behringer. I've got the Behringer. I've got. uh, There's a bunch of those. Uh, This is flying faders. Yeah, flying. Yeah, they're flying faders. I mean, I've got the the BCF two thousand, which is kind of useful. I think it might have. Is that eight or nine? I can't remember. I've got it in the. I've got it out the back in the uh, in the obsolete gear room, (laughs) in the room where I keep all of the controllers that I don't use. Oh, there's a very fetching picture of Dave's knees there. (laughs) <laughs> oh, he's just got down. No, he's there. He goes. He's got a copy of Reason there. Hey, Woo-hoo. I was just trying to work out what version it is. I think it's six. Uh, okay, I just love. I like. I like him as a company. I really do. Yeah, no, they're good guys. Always have. You know, it's it's named after the computer in Snow Crash, isn't it? Reason. Neil Stevenson. Novel. Oh, that's right. You know what? Yeah, but, you know what yeah. I this is a, a certain a certain man who whose oh, name sorry. we mentioned earlier. He uh, he told me that when they were when they were launching it. But of course, um, it was slightly slightly misnamed because in the in the novel the computer crashes, so reason crashes. So it was a kind of, bit of a, <laughs> it's a bit of a risky um, bit of a risky strategy. But risky metaphor. Yeah, I never okay. spotted that. Good spot. I have to say, what I love about Propellerheads is that they sent me an email the other day and said. Uh, please go and download your free upgrade for Recycle. Now, I bought that software Recycle at the beginning of the 90s. Yeah, 1994. Recycle, yeah. They're still supporting it, and they're still inviting me to download updates for free. Wow, that's awesome, How brilliant is that? 20 years. It's still extremely useful. Recycle is extremely useful software. It's It's so fantastic that they haven't had to do much but just maintenance updates to that software. 
Right, I and think... Then, and, then, um, and then, you know, Rebirth, still going strong, and they give that away for free because it's kind of come to the end of its support curve. So if anybody who wants Rebirth can go to the Propeller site, head site, pop in an email address and download it for free. And Do it there's now. loads of forums for <laughs> it. That's a brilliant <laughs> program, though. It's a great program. I mm. love it. Yeah, excellent. Right, I think, um, gosh, I didn't realise this was the time, but I suppose we, uh, we really should thank our sponsors. So if, uh, if Tony would like to hit the uh, re- requisite button marked add, I can then uh, bring into, uh, into focus the fact that uh, Yamaha are our show sponsors. We thank them very much for their show spon- sponsorship. And if you're watching the video stream, which I, t- I think you should, really, sonicstate.com forward slash live is where you need to be on a Wednesday, although not ne- next Wednesday. We've got the Wednesday off. But this is an ad. Anyway, I'll get on with it. This is the Pocket Track W24 and C24. The W24 has wireless remote control, 24-bit 96 kilohertz recording, XY microphones, very, very small, four and a half second startup time, so you're not going to miss, you know, it's not like wait. Waiting forever, waiting forever so you can record that moment. Uh, it records up to oh, two gigs. It's got two gigs built in memory and it takes micro SD cards. So you can have up to 38 hours of PCM. Peak limiter for optimal music recording. It's got uh, wireless remote control, which means you can stick it at the back of a gig maybe and uh, pause it between numbers or, uh, or between sets without having to climb up a chair. You know, you just useful kind of features. <laughs> for that, well, climb you, up a chair. Like, or, climb up or, a chimney. Up a chair or a ladder. And the, the C24 is even smaller, at just 57 grams. It's one of the smallest uh, 24-bit 96K stereo recorders there. It's got a, a confident speaker for listening. You can play back uh, double speed. Uh, it's got a metronome. Uh, it's got all sorts of kind of stuff that make it handy for a musical environment. But you could just use it for making notes or whatever. I mean, lots yeah. mumbling your kind of uh, drunken tunes into and then using them in the final master because you've captured them at such high quality. I've, uh, I've got one, actually. I love it. Have you? Oh, C24. excellent. Yeah, C24, very brilliant. Good. Yeah, and it's got playback at, uh, so rather than pause and, uh, you know, cue review, it's got playback at, you know, down to sort of 50% of the speed. Or you ah, can speed so up. you can, so, so for dictation. And, so uh, for dictation. So you can just, I, I've, I've, I've discovered that you play back at 75% and that's just the, the boundary of when everybody starts sounding drunk. <laughs> so that's so what did you do when you were... Uh, Seventy-five percent. That's the. Uh, that's the well, there we go. There's a, a, a live endorsement there from Mr. <laughs> Dave Robinson. Uh, so anyway, W24, C24, get down to uh, a, a Yamaha Pulse store. Uh, they're sort of stores within stores in some of the major dealers in the UK. And uh, take some memory, uh, record some stuff, take it home, take a listen, and see how you get on. Same goes for the US. Uh, just head to one of the major dealers and say, I would like to try one of your finest pocket tracks, sir. Maybe take a USB stick and uh, come home with some some memory and some sounds and just get them to transfer it and have a listen and see what you think. But once again, we thank Yamaha for their continued sponsorship of the show. Okay. And can I just say, the C24, it all runs on one uh, AAA battery as well. It's quite, you get hours and hours recording out of it on one AAA. Uh, and you've also got, there's a USB that pops out at the end. Are you being reading my bullet points? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just know that it's just, it's they amazing. La- you get so much out of it for, uh, for, you know, for one AAA batteries. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. Anyway. Right, I think we need to have um, video one, please, Tony. And when you're out there without care, yeah, I was out of touch. But it wasn't because I didn't know that. Just knew too. Okay, right, so we'll cut there before we get robbed, before we get robbed of uh, any kind of um, 
royalties that might be due them. Uh, that was Niles Barkley. Um, and that, the only reason that I'm playing that is because it's been predicted a hit by the website scoreahit.com. Uh, if you switch to... Uh, there we go. Uh, the basically uh, expected hits were... Let me see. Who did they have? We can... Uh, we could see that that was one of the hits. Oh, no, I've done that wrong. Now I've... That's where I want to be. Expected hits. There we go. Niles Barkley crazy. What this is is a sort of... It's, it's put together by a bunch of boffins at Bristol University. They've created an algorithm that allows them to sort of feed in various parameters. I'm not entirely sure which ones. I mean, these expected hits that you're seeing go past the screen, you might be thinking, yeah, well, you can say that because it's like years ago. But they just feed all the data in and they can predict, or that's the idea, they can predict what is more likely to be a hit record or what isn't. And it's a very interesting kind of concept. If I go to here, this is actually the formula. If you see that, the formula is score equals W1 times F1 brackets plus W2 times F2. So there it is. That is up to, with up to 23 frequencies and, and, and weights. And what, what's, the, what's the W and the F then? Uh, I can tell you that. The W is the weighting and the features is the F. So weighting and features. I'm not entirely sure who it is that, uh, that deals with that. But uh, I don't know. Do you, think, um, do you think there might be anything in it? I think we should probably head over to Bristol and have a look and see if there's uh, any possible way that we could use this. Mark, oh, everybody actually is looking really sceptical. And Gaz actually looks like he's asleep. No, he's <laughs> I was looking down. Niles Barkley does that to me as well, actually. Um, Gaz, do you think there's anything in this? I mean, it's kind of it's a bit of fun, but it's a, it's an intro. I mean, it's a serious um, musical, you know, uh, project that they are doing. It's uh, by various um, the various people. T- t- I'm going to try and pronounce their word, their names. It's Teal De B, Matt McVicker, Yi Shao Ni. Raul Santos Rodriguez are all the people who are uh, involved in it. I mean, it seems like quite a worthy idea because presumably, if they get it right, doesn't that mean that we, you know, you, you can kind of stop working on a song if there's no point? You just... <laughs> it's quite, uh, yeah. um, <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. I wonder just how well it works. I mean, um, it's. There, the, I wonder if this. There's been this thing that the record company. Uh, companies have been apparently using for years some top secret algorithm or something really? but yeah i've heard of rumors of this thing uh, mm. so conspiracy I don't, I don't, yeah <laughs> i don't know if this is anything to do with that but um oh i i, I don't i don't want it to work <laughs> no i, I know what you work. mean it's, it's all, what's the point it's just like somebody it's kind of like you know you just throttle everything at birth because it's like you hum a melody and it's just like oh just play that into here just to see if it's worth spending 24 I, hours I'll, tweaking the hi-hat parts right, or whatever I'll, you know i'll t- tell you a little story a few years ago i was working on pop music and i was invited to a music studio that's just in kingston on thames uh that was uh, a company called reeve droit who are like a um pop production company and the guy who was running that place um i was doing he 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 was listening to some of the stuff we did he he put it on the stereo and he just he just put his wristwatch up like this and he just watched and after it had gone past about 20 seconds he just started shaking his head you know and then you know and i just go no 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 he said you know he was going it should have been in, you know, 15 seconds ago. He was kind of doing all mm. this. And you know what? I looked around the walls in that place. I could see that it's where, like, um, Boyzone and Westlife had done all their recording. I thought, I'm sitting in the heart of enemy territory. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, and this guy, he was such a smug old sod. And, um, you know. But he knew a thing or two. Oh, oh. 
Well, he knew how to, well, make, how to promote boy bands. Hmm. Yeah, you know, it's but it was just this way that it was just this way that this is what hit records have to hmm. be. They have to do this and they have to do this. And I was thinking, oh no, pop music's meant to be just spontaneous, great, weird, and exciting, and breaking all the rules, you know. So to sort of impose a set of rules on something is just horrible, really. No, but I, no, I see, I see your point there. Uh, but I guess, but I would, uh, I would say there's probably so much more formula in there. Yeah, and well, pop, is, pop music is. Uh, yeah, of course it is. So I don't think, but a lot of pop music is about breaking the rules. A lot of, a lot of pop music is about creating something that's going to fit in a certain mould. And it's interesting to see this uh, that this score a hit because I don't know whether they're taking into account. I mean, if they're just looking at the musicality and the lyrics and the the verse, chorus, verse, chorus, middle eight, chorus, repeat till fade or whatever, but anything that's actually going to be a hit is is also driven by marketing and image as well so um you know there are certain covers people certain do of certain songs that won't be a hit but might have been hit by another by another artist yeah. so that there's always that sort of unpredictable well they they go into that on here because they say you know well, the original version of the song they expected it to be a hit but it wasn't Oh, but and then, then when somebody else took over it, t- taken over yeah. it, then it has. Well, look at the X Factor. What the X Factor does with um, well, that's yeah. yeah, but that's because you have got enormous amounts of promotion. Well, I again, suppose. I mean, but that's that's yeah. still part of it. That's a part of it, I suppose. I know it's interesting. I mean, for, you know, pop music is incredibly formulaic. I mean, you know, you've got to open with the chorus. I mean, and that's been going on since American had uh, national radio or big where radio stations were in America. I mean, you had to get your chorus in. You start with the chorus because that's like your poster frame. That's the bit that says right. Here's the, you know, makes it identifiable or a really identifiable sound. I mean, it's not rocket science. You do, you know, you do two verses or a verse and a half, then you do a chorus, you hold off for a bit, then you do a verse, then you do a middle eight. I mean, generally, I mean, obviously there are lots of ways to do this, but there are standard ways Mm. of doing things. I mean, I personally love it when people do arrangements that are completely out out there and a bit different, but it's not really what tends to happen in pop music so much. Although there does seem to be a bit more of it. I know, Rich, you're uh, you're looking kind of fairly solemn there. Is this uh, is this a subject that you have any opinion on or uh, or what? I know it's hard to to take me seriously with a tartan Santa hat on, but you know. I <laughs> oh, that's best. not it at all. No, you're much easier <laughs> to take seriously no. than the idea that we can quantify these things or that we should. But. I, I, you know, it's interesting to me that they're doing it, but it really doesn't hold much interest to me. And of course, even they acknowledge its weaknesses and its inability to forecast things like world events and current popular trends and other, although they think they actually can tap into the popular trends part. But the examples you just cited, they admit that they can't catch it in every circumstance. I looked, took a good look at it. And I don't know, it reminds me of a cartoon I once saw where. I think it's a far side cartoon where you have Einstein in front of a blackboard and there's a whole bunch there's like four rows of mathematical calculating figures and at the end it says equals and there's a big dollar sign. Right. And that's kind of what it reminds me of. <laughs> Follow the bouncing decimal point. <laughs> and at the bottom it says Einstein finally proves that time is money. <laughs> I don't know, it's kind of fun. I, I, I'm the Mark Tinley. I mean, you, you went through a period where you were trying to write songs really, really quickly, as fast as possible. I mean, the, the, and, and, yeah, and, that in, was only because I spent two years making an album with Duran Duran, and I just thought, why does it take so long to write songs? So I just, I just yeah, it's an antidote, set myself it? a goal of, like, if I haven't finished a song by the time I want to turn the computer off in a couple of hours' time, then it's not worth coming back to, kind right, of thing. So, I got you. Um, but uh, I really like, well, first of all, I like the idea of this, and I find it fascinating that they even think that they can predict hits. But um, 
and fascinating that they've got some kind of success with it. But I don't think they're looking at the right criteria because when we look at what a hit is, are they looking at, it looks like they're looking at chart position. And a chart position doesn't tell you overall how many records a record sold. So I don't really see any Pink Floyd showing up in here. And like, if I walk into um, Sainsbury's now to go and do my Christmas shopping, and I just happen to walk along the album chart just to see if, uh, you know, what's interesting, what's in the charts, what I might want to buy for myself or my partner or my kids. What do I see there? I see Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. That record has been in the charts since I was like about 13, 14, whatever <laughs> years old, right? In term, that's not, this doesn't seem to be showing up on this score a hit thing. In terms of like, you know, number of, well, I was 10 in 1973, yeah. So number of records sold, shouldn't that really be well, the, the way of Well, yes, but album, an album is not a song, is it? So that's, mm. I suppose okay. that's where, I mean. But I mean, they, you've got to, you've got to uh, uh, measure it along something, haven't you? So if they're measuring it how, how high it got to in the, in the hit parade at a certain point, then that's, uh, it's, not, it's not a, it's a peak, isn't it? Rather than a uh, long-term uh, quantitative assessment, I would say. So. Yeah, well, maybe so. No, but that's yeah. a very valid point, actually, uh, um, Mark. Mm. I mean, I can, uh, uh, seriously made by a man in a purple wig. And surely you don't want to. Uh, you don't want to buy uh, you know, something that's got brain damage on it on at Christmas, do you? Really? No, perhaps not. Oh, of all the albums to buy, Dark Side of the Moon, <laughs> give me strength. <laughs> I'm not keen, Pink Floyd. Uh, well, I, yeah, I don't think I, I think there's some of it that's, that's lovely. I don't know. Um, PJ, is this? Uh, the, the, did you kind of find this interesting? Because I know you're very interested in the psychology of music and the, the way that it affects the brain and what have you. Does this? Uh, Can I have some more champagne, please? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I I do I find this fascinating. I, I I guess right out of the gate my first thought is I'm I'm glad that the horse is out of the barn with the internet so that um you know the powers that be or that used to be that sort of controlled the entire distribution network of what what it was that we listened to in terms of popular music isn't able to eventually clamp onto something once they feel that it's working well enough and say we're using this as the metric by which all things are made yeah you know um so because it had had we had something like this back in the 50s or the 60s or the 70s then we wouldn't have had some of the greatest music you know popular music of the last of the last 50 years ever made and uh i find that sad that you know that we like like rich is saying we're basically basically what this thing is trying to do is is quantify how much money something can make um and that for me is a poor metric by which to measure music however um as a as a pure exercise and as an ec economic exercise i do find it fascinating that people are are feeling you know feeling that they should put their time and resources into actually researching um, this as a as a viable way of measuring the economic impact of of a specific you know piece of music that's that's fascinating that we've gotten to the point with our technology and our information technology that we're actually able to pursue that kind of thing. Mm, no, so yeah. yeah, I find I find that well. I mean, I, I think I, I didn't see where it was. There's somewhere on the site it says that uh, you know it all basically comes down to mathematics. It's being sort of broken down to its basic point. But there is also, if I might say, there uh, news due to popular demand. Uh, demand. We are currently working on a web app that will allow you to score your own songs. So we will be able to upload our own stuff. So presumably, it's being. It's there is no human interaction here. So, uh, but but that that's a, that's an interesting. I'd like to be kind of nice to see whether or not you know 
you think something that's good. Well, if it, is... if it was human, in, if there was human interaction, it wouldn't really be an algorithm. No, I suppose not. Yeah, that's true. But it's yeah, a bit like I mean, it's a bit that, like checking your Alexa yeah. rankings, isn't it? It's just completely pointless because it, well, <laughs> it says, "Oh, it's going to be a hit." Right, I'm uh, retire now because yeah. I'm going to be rich and famous. Yeah. Yeah, I think. But can you be a bit more point. specific? Should I pitch it as a uh, toilet? Cleaning commercial music bed, or, or sell I? it to a boy band. Sell it to One Direction. Sell it to a boy band. Yeah. Incidentally, um, just to, on a slight um, digression here, um, Mark, I saw Duran Duran last week. Saw them at uh, the O2, O2 Arena. First time I've ever seen them on this. You know, the, the tour that they did. All right. Was after um, they, they postponed it from the summer when uh, Simon Le Bon lost his voice. They were, uh, yeah, oh, right. they were quite brilliant actually. But they they didn't. Uh, they insisted on doing um, their cover of. Um, Oh god, uh, something off something off that album covers that they did. Uh, White lines they did. Uh, oh which yeah. Was, they didn't. They didn't do Number One as a Judge. Well, yeah, which was okay, but they, they didn't do Save a Prayer and they didn't do uh, New Moon on Monday. Oh. And uh, they 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 missed out a couple of songs that I, they didn't do. Um, Girls on Film actually. They ended with Rio, but they didn't oh, do really? Girls on Film. Yeah. Grief. So What's the world coming to. Well, exactly. Yeah, I kind of felt slightly, <laughs> felt slightly cheated that they didn't do that. But Simon, like Simon oh, Le Bon, no. his voice he, he kept it together. You just thought at certain points he was gonna. You know, he, 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 some it. of those notes. But there's, there's a, tr- a track on the album called uh, called Blame the Machines, I think, which is it's got this really big sort of synthy, sort of discordant synth stab riff in it, which is really techno, really techno for Duran Duran. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure I like the machine, but I like the arrangement. You check that out. Blame the Machines, I think it's called. Oh, well, thank you very much. Anyway, there we go. That's, That's Duran Duran. Duran Duran. <laughs> Available on iTunes now. Yeah, exactly. Right, I think we should, uh, we should lighten things up a little bit with a bit of uh, video two. Give us God. How is the prisoner? <laughs> I am a man accustomed to injustice. Have you thought more of our scheme? It is a plan not without danger. This evil emperor must be overthrown. We have an army of 20,000 men awaiting you. I have certain demands. Well, we will do everything in our power to see them met. I need fresh horses, food for several days. It should be arranged. Also, I have made a friend here. Keith Emerson, from Emerson, Lake and Palmer. <laughs> he was sentenced for his part in the Thracian insurrection. I wish to bring him with us and grant him his freedom. What happened to Lake and Palmer? I love this. Palmer was drowned in a lake. Lake is a slave in Palmer. <laughs> he says very little. He communicates mainly through music. Is he a fighter? The finest in all of Rome. Six by Pop Five M1 DX7. <laughs> As you can see, Keith's fascination with the more elaborate end of prog rock has lumbered him with a vast array of keyboards. I need 200 mules for the journey. 200 mules? Impossible. Keith Emerson. Yeah. Do you agree to leave this place without your complete keyboard collection? Perhaps you could take a single Yamaha DX7 or the Moog synthesizer. Keith will not travel without his entire collection. Such a journey is not possible without roadies. The ELP roadies were sold into slavery in Crete. (laughs) Anyway, let's let's cut before we get into trouble with YouTube. This is going to go up. Uh, There is nothing really to say about this apart from how many times... Do you actually get a, a Yamaha DX7 <laughs> gag on mainstream television? It is a bit random, that isn't it? Yeah, but uh, that was for, that's a clip from a, a, a comedy cl- uh, 
show called Big Train. Was it BBC yeah. or HTV? I, uh, I think it was BBC Two. It was after it was after Space, so it was early tw- uh, two thousand and two, something like that, two thousand and three. But um, basically, yeah, they was it was, a, it was one of the sort of more surreal uh, comedy shows, and I, um, it was Be- Beermeister who sent me that. I'm very pleased to say, and I just it seems to have tickled a lot of people. And I just had to put it in the show. This being the kind of Christmas one. And um, I don't know what else there is to say about it, really. Has anyone got anything they want to add? I, c- I can't think what, what one can do. Dave or Gaz, anyone? Mark, you was about to speak. Go ahead. I was just, I don't, I'm rendered speechless by it. I thought it was brilliant. It's yeah. a good one, isn't it? Anyway, I wanted to throw that in as a little bit of a treat. So um, I suppose we could get on to um, what do we want for Christmas? Do you think we're going for what do we want for Christmas? Is there any kind of because I think the panel needs to have a little bit because you never know. There's still what one day of posting before Christmas. Some kind of person <laughs> might, might send us something. I'm going to go for something really expensive just in case. Um, so let's think. What what is it that you would like, Dave? Dave Robinson, have you got an answer? Are, are you? Uh, t- well, I tell you what I'd like. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think on my feet here. Um, what I'd like is to be able to go to the Nam Show, which I'll be doing. And not have to go, go to the Nam show. <laughs> no, oh no, no, no! I'm going out a day early. Don't worry. But um, but to to go and all the meetings and thing we have to do with the, the magazine. What I'd be able, to, what I'd love to be able to do is just spend an afternoon playing with all the gear, you know. And I have that would be my Christmas present: spend an afternoon playing with the Korgs and the Amars and the Nectars and and everything oh. else. Oh, I know, so touching! I know that's, oh, that sounds really bad. I'm going to have to go into endless meetings about microphones and and you know wireless technology and all that kind of stuff. And it would be really nice to just uh, indulge myself because I, I would I would used to do that when we started out in the um, started out in like 1998-99. I'd go and have about an hour to myself in one of the demo rooms, you know, playing on the new court on the Korg Trinities and that kind of stuff. But um, but you these these days, I just don't have the time to do that. Well, you can always say when you're in the, your rooms that you've uh, you've been using this wonderful new microphone that for a podcast recently from Behringer. Well, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, well, that's a, that. I think that's a, a fairly modest. I'm sure that could be arranged. You just need to manage your diary a bit better. I think. Well, but, yeah. And the other thing I want is uh, I want a big uh, fat lens for my um, the Canon 550T. <laughs> I want a thousand pounds worth of uh, what the 24-110 lens, but okay, know, that's not going to happen. And it's pro- okay, you're probably right. So, uh, I know, Gaz, have you got a Christmas uh, wish um, that you would like to, 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 to have for Christmas? Anything that, you're, uh, that you particularly want? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy myself a little Christmas present. I'm going to buy myself a Roland keyboard amp that's called the KC-110. It's just like a really small Oh, it's the little wedge powered. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battery-powered amp. Uh, it's only like a maybe 30-watt thing, but you can run it on batteries. Uh, are you going and... busking? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to see you on the underground. I, I could do. I could do. No, I'm uh, various purposes really. But you're um, going to plug your iPad into it, aren't you? I am. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of knew that. Oh, there's uh, Dave drinking. Yes. Um, I've I've got a cunning a cunning plan for live. I'm going to use. Uh, I've got like when I play in bass, I've got like a bass stack. I'm just going to sit it at the top of the bass stack, and then I'm going to. Uh, I'm gonna have my iPad plugged in to my uh, to this little switcher that I've got. So I've got my base and my iPad plugged in, uh, going into both amps. And uh, when I'm doing, I do like a kind of freaky space rock band called Asteroid Deluxe uh, for doing that kind of kind of wacky stuff. So that's oh, what I want. Awesome. For so a, a KC, what's it? What's it called? KC one ten. Yeah, 110. I don't know if anyone's got one. I'm interested to know if it's any good. I think it looks pretty good. We see. I mean, uh, to be honest, that that. They're pr- that and air. There's an amp called Air A E R. Because there's loads of buskers around around the office here. And every time I go out for lunch, 
almost all of them either have this air amp or they have Roland stuff. Costs you a fortune, doesn't it, going out? Once you paid them all off to show yeah, up. I can't get past them without giving a quid, yeah. Well, I was thinking about doing a feature and just interviewing them all. Just saying what you're using, but they all, use the, they all use the same thing. Live so. Sonic State from the streets of, yeah. uh, streets of Bar. Well, you know, we'll see. Um, Dave Spears, what would you like for Christmas, my friend? <laughs> um, <laughs> some time off. Yeah, I'd like some more wine in this bottle. Um, there's a modular, there's a Moog modular in Toronto that was touched by Albert Einstein that I didn't fancy. Wow. Oh, wow. Still got his fingerprints on it. <laughs> really? It's spittle. Yeah, it needs a bit of work. It's yeah. not cheap, but it's almost worth <laughs> giving the credit card a good paste in. Yeah, it's $24,000. Oh, now, if that's Canadian dollars... How do you dollars, know that, that Einstein touched okay. it? I mean, come on, it's a bit like sort of saying... Uh, is there a picture of him touching the actual... Well, yeah, it's kind of weird because there's a picture of him laughing at a joke in the canteen. I think this was this module was originally <laughs> in Berkeley, and right. then the guy moved up to Toronto and took the modular with him. But then it's like, yeah, but it needs work, and I haven't got twenty four thousand dollars, and I don't think I could even squeeze that on the credit card anymore. But you're telling me you were quite through... the quantum tunneling. I think. Uh... <laughs> That's the way to get it Albert back. Einstein yeah. has touched every Moog modular. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a yeah. good point. The, uh, the Einstein thing is irrelevant ah. to me. I mean, it, oh. what did he know? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he didn't know an awful lot about synthesizers. No. More no, like exactly. trains and, and frames of reference. <laughs> and nice jumpers. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, now let me see. Um, Mark Tinley, what is it that you desire for Christmas? What do I want for Christmas? I... Um... Sense of fashion. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's proper makeup. makeup. I am what I am. You want some Claire's accessories vouchers, right? <laughs> yeah, He's got some. <laughs> um, no, seriously, I think what I'd like for Christmas is a really, really good Valve EQ, like a single channel in a rack that does parametric and everything. Valve EQ? What's, really what's that? I don't know if I know of any Valve EQ. What is their Valve? Uh, you know, cheap tech. Uh, yeah, pull tech. Uh, okay, but yeah, pull tech. I suppose that's right. Yeah, yeah. Pull tech. Oh, yeah, pull tech. Uh, TLA, yeah, TL audio. They do. All right, I stand corrected. Yeah. No more. You make me look bad. Just stop that. And then um, uh, I still need a fifty-pin, two-gigabyte SCSI hard drive. Right. And um, I quite fancy a Volvo S80 as well. <laughs> well, you, why ever not? Why ever not? Maybe Dave could buy you one of those when he's finished buying his, Moog, his yeah. Einstein Moog. You could sell a Moog. Put that on the credit card as well. <laughs> Mr. Richard Hilton. And then kill yourself. Mr. Richard Hilton, what, what's your, what, what do you desire for Christmas? Oh, I mean, we're, ta- we're, we're, we're talking music technology <clears throat> kind of related, obviously. You know, world peace just doesn't cut it around here. Well, no. <clears throat> We've already I, don't got really it. Have any mus- I don't have any musical ones right now. Um I would it's like all boring like, stuff. Like, go on. Parts for my grill. And, oh, know, God. Some new socks. Floor mats for the car. <laughs> a and, keyboard you know, tie. <laughs> no, no, I already have one of those. I'm embarrassed to say. I should have been wearing it today, Rich. We should all have a keyboard yeah, tie, actually. Absolutely. That would be something that we could wear live on the show. That would be an awesome spectacle. I keyboard tie. Keyboard tie. Yeah, you've just yeah, got your keyboard Will, pants Will on. Right? apparently created <laughs> those in 1985, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody see Zoolander? The jazz flute. Movie Zoolander. <laughs> <laughs> right, the champagne's kicking in. I can feel things getting a little bit out of hand. Um, I, I know I, I would quite like to... 
He's getting right out of hand there. Uh, I, has everybody else gone? Gaz, did you, you've gone? PJ, did you have a go? Have you gone yet? No, sir. Well, I think you should go next because uh, you might be the voice of reason. Or then again, you might not. <laughs> Or record. Surprise us. Yeah. <laughs> or record. Yeah, the, voice the voice of, of reason or record. It's the voice of Ableton. Um, there are, yeah, there are many things that I want for Christmas, some of which I think I'll probably purchase uh, shortly after Christmas. Um, but right now I'm looking at um, two-bus compression uh, and preamplification. And um, so I'm uh, trying to decide where where best to spend my money. And for Christmas, I'd really love... Some Chandler Germanium preamplifiers, or possibly one of their Zener limiters, would be fantastic. Yeah. An Alicia compressor would be very, very nice. Um, like Mark, a valve EQ would be beautiful. Um, Mark, a great uh, rack mount, cheaper on the ch- on the cheaper end of valve EQ, which is not cheap. Um, Have you, you got can get a the- single channel. Was- Langevin uh, Mini Massive is yeah. a pretty good. It's a, it's a pretty good single rack. Sorry, uh, valve EQ. Uh, PJ, I was going to ask, have you got any of the other Chandler stuff? you got any of the Abbey Road stuff? I own no Chandler hardware currently, oh, but okay. I will soon. Oh, yep. well, that sounds so, pretty good. So, so th- I'm detecting there's a kind of vintage, proper, uh, discrete electronics kind of vibe to this. Well, I'm going to blow that completely away. <laughs> yeah. by introducing- Look at my phone! <laughs> yeah. yeah, what new phone? <laughs> no. Actually, no, I'm going to be really dull. I, I'd like... Um, I want to get an SSD drive. Oh dear! And I want <laughs> and so unglamorous. So it's well, such a, and a brand new and a brand new. <laughs> no, me too. A, a brand new i7 MacBook with SSD. That's what I want. And a bicycle. Yeah. Oh, right, that's more like it. And a dolly. A dolly. <laughs> <laughs> iPhone 4s. IPhone Hold on, what's it. that? Oh yeah. That's Dave holding that. Is that yours? Yep. Ooh. Did you I... buy... Sorry. Did you buy that instead of an song? iPad? Oh, uh, really? But, uh, yeah. Yeah, but now, you, yeah, but the thing is, you won't be able to see it because your eyesight's going to be going when you use one of those. So you should have got an iPad. <laughs> is, that a nut, is that a nutcracker so, yeah. or secateurs? Ruin it all. <laughs> nutcracker, what's that? What is that? What is that? Gaz is uh, is that a nutcracker? Gaz. No, this is it's an early Christmas present I've just had today. Right, um, it's a stapler. <laughs> oh, it's all glamour in your part of the world. It's a, it's, a <laughs> self, it's, a self, it's a self-healing Prince Albert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep that away from my picnic. It is a stapler. Okay. It is a stapler. No, no, hold on. Gas, you have to talk so you get... You, you, okay, you, okay. Is, Here so, I am. Here okay. we go. Press and cut. Oh. A plectrum it's maker. A, oh, that is... Oh, so that's cool. Wow. What do you make it out of? Is that like um, sheet plastic or something? Plectra. Credit card. Edison. Credit cards. <laughs> that's one use for them. It's designed for credit cards, but you could use anything. I, I made some plectrums out of the cake, the packaging that it came in, and uh, I thought it was a really groovy, really groovy present. Uh, that's genius. That is absolutely yeah. cool. Yeah. Funnily enough, I've got start. some plectrums just like that. Where are they? You can start a stall, actually. You could have a stall could, in front you? of you when you're busking, <laughs> selling plectrums to people. <laughs> Making out cardboard boxes. That is a really good idea for a Christmas present. A quick, a quick question to both Rich and Pick Dave. Pickmaster. Pickmaster. Uh, Nick. Rather, do you feel that the performance of the solid state drives outweighs the price per megabyte or gigabyte on those well, things? Well, it's getting. I mean, because of the power, because of the way we talked about this a, uh, a couple of weeks ago. 
um, because oh. um, regular hard drives are getting so expensive because of the uh, flood, the flooding and the and the sort of desecration of the of the the, the factories. So there's you know there's basically mm. no uh, supplies being cut down. I think SSDs are looking more reasonable because the price differentiation is not so high. So I'm thinking, well, if I need a new hard drive, it's going to be maybe another sixty quid on top of what I'd ordinarily pay. I just like the idea of the, sorry the rumored instability of that platform. I have no idea. I didn't know there was instability. Uh, apparently, there. Um, what size is the thing that you're buying? I'm not buying anything. I said buy? I want one for Christmas. <laughs> what <laughs> size? Is I can't afford a bloody SSG drive. I w- I'd like to have. Uh, I, uh, I would like to have um, just to kind of you know, two two fifty, two forty meg, something like that, gigabyte one, so I can put a Windows partition on it as well. When I. Oh. Something I noticed on eBay recently is that you can buy an adapter, which is basically a laptop-sized hard drive, which you can plug either flash or SD cards into. So you can stick that inside. I mean, obviously, that's going to be limited to the size of your flash or SD card. But um, they're not expensive at all, actually. So if you, if you could get away with running it just for running your operating system or or for smaller, and you weren't going to keep masses of music or data on that. That's another way to go. And, yeah, um, well, I was thinking because I, I definitely I want to make it boot camp so I can boot into Windows or Mac because I'm I, I'm finding that I've got so much editing to do these days. I want to be able to just very quick because it never used to work properly. Just to be able to boot into a, a Windows edit environment on my on my Mac. If I'm if VMware I'm Fusion oh. Four. No, it won't work. That's, that's not going to work properly. Have for you me. tried VMware? It doesn't matter because I've I've tried it on. I tried doing that on my eight my my eight core Mac, and it's just not got. Yeah. I need all of the CPU and all of the memory to be able to run video. It just won't work otherwise. It's not. It, you can do. It will work well. You know, some VMware will will work well for certain things, but massive amounts of continuous real time processing is not one of them. I would say in terms of you know. If you're running a huge, if you're running video yeah, processing using, and audio, for instance, I think that's. I was using Parallels, and that wouldn't work at all. And trying to even have Pro Tools open at the same time as the Windows partition just didn't work at all. But I've switched to a pro- program called Fusion by VMware, like the real VMware company, and not some uh, pretend one. And um, it works brilliantly. It deals with the way that the Mac. It deals with the way that the PC partition uses the memory completely differently. So it just seems to run in a very tiny amount of memory and seems to be able to dig into the max memory when it needs to. And it uses both of the cores as well, as far as I can tell, because you have a little switch that you can switch to decide how many cores you want to assign to it. So oh, that's um, interesting. I, I reckon it's worth it. And they have a free demo. Here we go again. You know, product placement. <laughs> um, uh, uh, free demo. But they have a free download. You could go and try it. You can download it and run it for 15 days and see if it works for you or not. I mean, Dave, I reckon it might. Dave Spears, do you use VMware, don't you? I do, yeah. Does it work okay yeah. for kind of having two real-time operating system things going on at the same time, or is it a bit a bit clunky for that? Yeah, I mean, I have to say I only really use it for testing purposes but yeah no it works great for me i mean for for what i need it to but i'm not really kind of hammering it we use not for, brilliant we, in terms right. of audio interface so yeah i mean it's the thing it's sharing the resources that can be we use uh, vmware we have a machine in the back a uh, little mac mini that runs a linux uh, machine within it that runs all our uh this is getting very technical which runs uh our 
development environment and uh, also our SVN code repository for those who are really that interested. Oh, sorry, uh, Dave, still you're talking. Off. <laughs> yeah. Gaz, I think he's gone now. Oh, Gaz is definitely, I can hear him snoring. I'm pretty sure. I know. <laughs> When I, uh, when I was on the show before, had I done my Father Christmas a bit? I don't Did I talk about that? Right. Well, when I, I was, uh, I, I played Father Christmas for, uh, some pictures I've just seen you, played Father Christmas for, at, a, at a children's fair in, uh, in Ealing for an hour. And uh, it was, it, it's quite amazing, uh, the, the difference. If you've got a four and a five-year-old coming in, you go, hello, my name is Timmy, and I want a uh, Fireman Sam Ponty Pandy uh, fire station. And this is my sister, Alicia, and she wants a dolly. And you go, oh, 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 oh very good. And, oh, well, have you been good for your, for your mommy? And all this kind of stuff. And, and, I, and I was, you know, I wasn't bad as a Santa. Even no, though that was very even good. Though I was having a Tommy Cooper. <laughs> anyway, um... But then you get, you know, you sit there and then a couple of boys have come in and there were nine, right? And uh, I go, so then what do you want for Christmas? And he goes, well, I'd like a, uh, um, a, um, a wireless plug-in for my Xbox that will allow me to play games with, with, uh, with kids in other countries. And I'm thinking, get out. <laughs> it's, no, it's no good trying to equate the dolly and the, and the, the fire station with a, with a kid who's, who knows that he shouldn't be even talking to Santa. He just paid his quid just on the off chance that you might actually have one there to give him. Well, yeah, exactly. And then he goes, which teacher are you? Which teacher are you? Go, I'm not the teacher, I'm Father Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, pictures are available. <laughs> pictures are. I'm not sure you should publish them. <laughs> I have some CRB elves making sure that uh, you know nothing untoward happens. That's uh, for those CRB. You have to be CRB checked if you're going to work with children in the UK. Mm. Disclaimer. Yes, sorry, yeah. <laughs> well, gosh, it's nearly twenty past five. I don't know what you had yeah. in mind, Mark. I want to um, go to the pub. Have we done everybody's? Um, anybody, everybody's you done know, their Christmas wishes. Don't know what I had in mind. What for vulnerable adults? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> this this whole sort of I hope it's not turning up with their house looking like that. I oh, oh, yeah. oh, I yeah. am CRB checked actually. I'll have you know. <laughs> oh dear. Excellent. Good for you. Uh, there were other topics and were other things, but I, I'm just not sure I'm able to um, to face them. <laughs> I think I think I want to say now uh, before we get into any other um, business that this is actually not. Uh, live. Uh, this is sorry. This is live, obviously. But uh, next week there is no live show. I did actually record an interview yesterday with Mike Leghorn, who's the guy who did the Holst Planets arrangements uh, for synthesizers. So oh. I talked to him for like an hour or so, and I uh, just sort of chatted to him about the technology and his work process and stuff. So that hopefully will be out next Wednesday for those of you who need your fix of uh, Sonic Talk. It'll just be me and Mike, of course, and his dogs that kept wandering in and out of the room. <laughs> but. There you go, and I want to say thank you. Any chickens? Mike. No, I don't think there were any chickens. So, did you talk on Leghorn? You know, he said his name was. Listen, <laughs> he was very. I'm sure he gets jokes like that all the time. He's a very nice chap, actually, and lots of very interesting um, things he had to say. But um, I don't know what else there is to um, to kind of do now, really. Um, Mark, I, I'm not sure I'm ready for a, a long improvised uh, piece. Oh, hold on, what is that you holding there? Is that Cinderella's I've shoe? I the slipper. Yeah, mine's well, actually Jean's shoe. Where did you find that? <laughs> Uh, um, uh, at the ball. <laughs> oh, was it a good party? Were you checking? Were you checking for the band at the ball? Yeah, and then there was this. I don't know where this came from. The pumpkin. So <laughs> yeah. I was actually I, when you said you needed a pumpkin, I was going to suggest that we use the. Uh, uh, let me just go and get it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'm, uh, 
What's this? I mean, I'll, uh, we need um, two ugly sisters and a prince and uh, um, some other things. Yeah, here we go. This is, I was going to suggest we use this as the pumpkin, which is the Mono Rocket uh, Mission Six B case, which oh, is very, brilliant. which is very uh, pumpkin orange. Woo. Um, so there we go. That's a sort of brings it back to synthesizer. That would have been perfect. So are we actually going to have a go at some kind of um, improvised pantomime? What, now? No, not. No, that's, no. I think that's probably... Yeah. But I, I very much appreciate the effort you put in there, Mark. And you look absolutely fantastic. You must have a very itchy head. It's <laughs> driving me Scalp, nuts, yeah. I mean, scalp. That's what I meant to say. Head, yeah. But I do have a... Ooh, Duran Duran. <laughs> that's fantastic, isn't it? Right, um, so uh, there was one last thing that I wanted to play. This is very Christmassy, and it's quite synthy as well. But before we do that, we should say goodbye and ha- do all the happy Christmases and everything to everybody. So I want to say, first of all, um, we'll say, uh, Mark, well, why not? You're there in uh, full effect. I want to say happy Christmas to you, and thank you ever so much for all your time and input that's for, to the show over the last year, and uh, we hope to make m- very much more of it. I'm guessing the next show is probably going to be the pre-NAM one, isn't it? So it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be, you know, the Nam preamble, as it were. So, oh. have a great Christmas, and we hope to speak to you very and soon. And you, yeah. Thank you, thank you very much. Much enjoyed. Oh, it's uh, been it's great always fun good today. fun to come and do this. So brilliant. Thank you very much. You're and more have than a wonderful welcome. Christmas and a wonderful Christmas and a happy New Year to all the people in the chat room as well. Thank yeah. you for joining us all, Thanks, all the Chatties. time. Thank you very much. Like that in it. <laughs> oh, thank you, Kiwi Steve. That's very kind of you, uh, Dave Spears. And you, uh, I hope you get to. Uh, are you stopping work on Christmas Eve, or are you going to? Uh, are you going to stop before? I'm, I'm, tomorrow is officially my last day, so, so I'm. Uh, no, nah, Christmas Eve, I think probably. Right. Okay. I might have to do a couple of days in between Christmas and New Year because I've got so much content to get edited and up. But uh, there we go. Um, but anyway, Dave Spears, G4 Software. Thank you very much. Have a really great and restful Christmas, and do disgraceful things. Fall asleep on the sofa and have the kids draw on your face with marker pens. <laughs> All of that stuff. Again. But make sure you get rid of the permanent ones from the house before that happens. <laughs> so anyway, thank yeah, you very much, Dave. Thank you. And uh, Gaz Williams uh, over there uh, in in sunny Brighton. Um, there you go. Um, the, the elf himself. That sort of almost rhymes, uh, doesn't it? Hot news. Hot news for Dave, especially. Um, Animoog for iPhone just been launched just oh, now. Really? A Gosh, minute ago. How on earth are you going to pl- operate that on iPhone? Wow, that is hot news. But have a great Christmas. I'm guessing are you having more than one Christmas then? Because you've already had one today. So you, have you, yeah. are you, are you going on to another one tomorrow or are you got what, uh, waiting until Sunday? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I think and see my folks, so um, that's gonna be nice. Up in North Wales, right. uh, so but yeah, I'd like to wish everybody a happy, happy New Year, uh, happy Christmas, happy New Year, and all that business. Um, the chat room, especially, yeah, wonderful. we really do appreciate uh, your input. It's fantastic. The the massive yeah. turbo Christmas brain today. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so happy Christmas, everybody. Cheers. And uh, Rich Hilton over there. Um, I'm guessing it's probably very Christmassy where you and I. Have you got snow or is it? Uh, it it's it's just frost. No, it's quite a warm. No, night. it's very much. You'd find it familiar. It's yeah. dreary, gray, and dreary, and gray, cold low and... cloud, miserable, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, foggy, out. Yeah. wind. Very yeah. English today. Uh, anyway, English. Rich Hilton. I really uh, once again thank you for, to you and thank you again for your involvement over the whole year. And we look forward to speaking to you next year for more fun and jolly japes too. Well, thank you and uh, happy Christmas and happy Hanukkah to everybody out there and uh, especially to the you guys and to the chat room. So thank you. Super cool. And PJ, we mustn't forget you, PJ Tracy. There, the static icon legend that you are. 
<laughs> PJTracy.com for all your PJ Tracy needs. I hope you have uh, a great uh, break and you can kind of enjoy that. No looming deadlines up to Christmas now. You can just kind of uh, slip into. Uh, oblivion for christmas day and boxing day or whatever it is you and your family choose to do but thank you very much again for your involvement this year it's been great oh thank you i love doing this uh greatly appreciate uh being included in this and uh really want to wish everybody a happy and restful holiday season and a peaceful new year to all of you guys and especially to those that listen to the show and participate in the chat room thank you Excellent. Right. And I, have we said goodbye to everybody? I think we have. I think Off now. Me. Oh, Dave. No, I started with you, didn't I? No. Oh, Dave Robinson. I'm terribly sorry. Dave <laughs> Robinson here, of course, sitting. This, is, this often happens, actually. So the, person who's, <laughs> been the person who's in the studio, I, I forget to say goodbye to you. But Dave uh, Robinson, um, I know you're down, visit, are you down visiting friends. You're going to yeah, do the family thing. And yeah. Well, I hope you have a great Christmas, too. Thank awesome. you very much. And uh, if I could just. I want to. Oh, uh, what? what? I want to tweak your, your tassel yeah, there. Just, <laughs> so, Dave, uh, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you very much. Editor of ProSign News Europe. And if, in fact, it's something you could read over Christmas. Download the digital edition. Uh, yeah, if you like. <laughs> well, not you. You know, probably, you know it off by heart, don't you? Oh, yes. There's a man in love with three, his line 17. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Cut. Uh, right, uh, Tony, if you could press button four, then I think that will play us out with a suitably synthy Christmas... Peace.